Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to DC. DMV, you know who it is, youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham, here with you live and local on the Team 980 and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app, ride with me for the next three hours, I'll take you up to three o'clock here on the new midday show here in town, burgundy and gold today, the combination of myself, the legend, Scott Jackson, and the DOC, Rick Doc Walker, we got you covered weekdays 12 to 3 here on the Team 980 in the Odyssey app. The best, and I truly do mean the best, Washington Commanders coverage in town. We got expert analysis, fan reaction, and the biggest names in Burgundy and Gold history. Plenty to get to here on today's show, our final show before Washington's NFC East showdown with the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday. And of course, we got wall-to-wall coverage for you. We'll get you ready all show long at 12.45. The co-host of the Locked On Commanders podcast, David Harrison, is set to join us. He's been out at Ashburn at practice this week. He'll give us the latest uh, on the commanders from the injury front, plus get us up to speed uh, on the status of guys heading into Sunday's matchup. I'm crossing my fingers, but all signs right now as we sit here on Friday point towards safety Cam Curl making his season debut, and boy, uh, could they use his services against this high-octane Eagles offense? So I'll be sure to ask David Harrison about that uh, at 12.45. we'll take the spin around the National Football League and look at some of the top storylines heading into week number three. Joining me to help us do that is our friend Mark Schofield of SB Nation. Some big-time matchups uh, on tap this weekend across the National Football League. Dolphins-Bills, Packers-Bucks, then Giants-Cowboys to put a bow on things Monday night. We'll get to all that and more with Mark Schofield of SB Nation at 1.30. At 2 o'clock, we'll scout the opponent here a little bit. We got a Eagles insider coming on to hop on with us, Brandon Lee Gouton, who is the co-founder of the Bleeding Green Nation Radio and Bleeding Green Podcast. He also works for SB Nation as well. He'll get us up to speed with the latest on the Eagles. That's at 2 o'clock. 
So plenty to get to here on Burgundy and Gold today. You all know how I get down. It is the People's Show. I want to hear from you. Team 980 listener lines wide open all show long. Tap in with me, 301-230-0980. Or, or if you don't feel like calling, you can get with me on Twitter and Instagram as well, N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. And I'll say this. Boy, am I glad that it's two days before the game. Boy, I'm glad that it's Friday. Because, man, all week, it sucked. And look, it's always tough after a loss. And it's a long season, right? We got 15 whole games left. But, man, it would have felt so, so, so good for this team to get out to that 2-0 start we all projected. They haven't done it since 2011. But, obviously, it's spilled milk now. We're on to Philadelphia. Philly coming to town this Sunday. And it'll be... It'll be the first NFC East game for Washington, and I'll be honest, I am a straight shooter. Y'all know how I come. Philly has been pretty dominant uh, in recent memory against Washington. They've won eight out of the last ten meetings, and based off how these two teams have looked through the preseason and the first two weeks, Philly has to be heavy favorites uh, heading into Sunday's matchup. And look, Vegas agrees as well. Our friends over at the FanDuel Sportsbook currently have the Eagles as six-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against Washington, which is a pretty big number. And look, I've been torn all week long about what kind of shot uh, I think Washington has at upsetting Philly. I was able to hop on the Kevin Sheehan show this morning, and I predicted a 31-21 Eagles win. But I do think, I do believe Washington has a puncher's chance, mainly because of the fact that it's a divisional game. And you all know how these NFC East games go. It doesn't matter what your record is. All that matters is that you're going to have a 60-minute knock-em-out, drag-em-out brawl. And I think Washington does indeed have a puncher's chance. But that's really all I'm giving them here. I'll say this. Talent-wise, you look at both of these rosters, it's pretty clear the Philadelphia Eagles have the better football team. I don't even think that's up for debate at all. Now I'm a part of the crowd. You know, it's very high on this Eagles team. That is where I stand. If you listen... Uh, to me over on 106.7 The Fan, I've been singing the praises of the Philadelphia Eagles all offseason. GM Howie Roseman has just been uber aggressive in trying to upgrade this Eagles roster that shocked a lot of people. Quite frankly, they shocked a lot of people and snuck into the playoffs last year when nobody had any expectations for them. But now, based on the moves that they made this offseason, it, it really puts a good team in which they were last year over the top and makes them a great team. And I think right now that's what we're dealing with when we're talking about the Philadelphia Eagles. And look, they proved it Monday night against the Minnesota Vikings. When it's all said and done, I think Philly will be representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. Obviously, you know, health uh, will go in and play a huge factor uh, into their long-term success this season. But as we sit here right now, coming off of how Washington performed Sunday in Detroit, there couldn't have been a worse matchup. Uh, for the Washington Commanders heading into week three. We all know what happened Sunday in Detroit for Washington. They got the brakes beat off of them. And the difference in why I say it's such a terrible matchup for Washington this week is how Washington lost to the Detroit Lions, giving up 191 yards on the ground, eight yards a pop. You let DeAndre Swift bust off a couple big runs. You give up a 58-yarder on an end around to Amon Ross St. Brown. Detroit had Washington puzzled Sunday, and they weren't even doing anything too complex. It was really just mano a mano beating the guy in front of you. The Philadelphia Eagles 
on the flip side, have that same capability. The Philadelphia Eagles have that same mentality and mindset. They are trying to punch you in the face. But they get kind of cute when they try to punch you in the face. I've coined it exotic smash mouth football. That is what the Philadelphia Eagles are bringing at you every week. Exotic smash mouth football. For Philadelphia, they want to get Jalen Hurts out of the pocket. They want to control you up front in the trenches with this running game. But the RPO stuff is really what I think is going to give Washington fits on Sunday. I do. And based off of what we saw against Detroit and how undisciplined this entire defense was, how do you have any confidence in Washington heading into week three against Philly? You'd be crazy. That's that's what makes a, a fair weather fan. That's what makes a homer. Not being realistic and really looking at it for what it is. Now, I am completely understanding of the fact it's a 17-week season. We're only one and one. It's too early to be making any type of declarations about one side of the ball or another. But right now, as we sit here 48 hours out from week three, man, Washington is in a world of trouble defensively, and they couldn't have had a worse matchup for this Sunday. We all know what Philadelphia wants to do offensively. We all know the window dressing that they do offensively. It is going to be crucial for Washington to play with good eye discipline. It's going to be crucial that their gap sound. And this all dates back to last year when Ron Rivera was constantly calling out the maturity of this football team. Guys just got to flat out do their job. I'm tired of the narrative being created about blaming the coaching staff and blaming the scheme and they're not being put in advantageous situations. The hell with all of that. Playmakers go out and make plays, and if Washington's going to have a puncher's chance Sunday, our playmakers have to go out and make plays. I'm talking about guys like Kendall Fuller, William Jackson III. I mentioned it in the opener. Hopefully, we get to see the season debut of Cam Curl because I think Jack Del Rio and company probably haven't been able to deploy the looks that they want defensively because Cam Curl, in my opinion, is the guy that makes it all go. I think he's the Swiss Army knife of this defense. I think they have the ability to line him up in so many different spots along this defense. You can line him up in the box. You can play him as your post safety. He can cover tight ends and running backs. Cameron Curl really could end up being the missing piece to this entire puzzle for Washington. Because through two weeks, it's been piss poor defensively. And there are zero excuses for it. You all know how I get. When you got guys that are highly paid players at their position, they got to produce. Gotta produce. I don't care about any of the excuses that have been made. I don't care about the opponent that you're playing. Guys gotta go out and make plays. Our cornerback duo. It's one of the highest paid duos in the National Football League. I need more from them. Especially if they're gonna have a chance against Philadelphia. And I know when we talk about this Eagles offense, we like to think about how dynamic they are in the running game. But make no mistake about it. Jalen Hurts has clearly shown through two weeks he is a much-improved passer, and he can beat you from within the pocket. So if you're Washington, I don't know what the hell they're going to do. I don't understand what the game plan would be. I know this. I know this. No matter what the game plan is, a key part of that recipe has to be the attitude and effort of this group. I know I've taken some heat during the week about calling out the effort of Washington Look, as we sit here 48 hours away from the game, I'll do it again. The effort must be there 
if Washington is going to be competitive this Sunday. There's no wiggling around that. There's no coverage. There's no concept that is going to replace the effort that this team needs to play with. And I say it like this. We all want to talk about the, the busted coverages and mistakes. If you don't think that other teams across the National Football League, that other defenses across the league have coverage bust, you're stupid. The difference with Washington and our coverage bust compared to the rest of the National Football League, when you make a mistake, I was always told this, coming up through high school and in college, on the football field, when you make a mistake, look, it's going to happen. But good teams make mistakes at 100 miles an hour, and sometimes that is the difference between a guy going for a 50-yard run or just a 10, 15-yard run. But like I said, effort is where it starts with me uh, for this Washington Commanders group. Obviously, health uh, is going to play a huge factor as well. We know Cam Curl expected to make his season debut. We'll find out a little bit later on in the show once Ron Rivera speaks to the local media, his official status. But look, the health's got to be better for Washington. And I think they just got to win some of their individual matchups. The NFL, like we know, is a game of matchups. Coming up, I'll tell you the matchup Washington must win if they're going to have a chance at upsetting the Philadelphia Eagles. That's next here on Burgundy and Gold Today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Team 980 and always streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Burgundy in gold today giving you the best Washington Commanders coverage here in town. Jam-packed show for you as we sit 48 hours out from the first divisional game of the season. The hell about it being the Eagles. It's the first NFC East matchup of the season. You got the opportunity to set the tone in division. And you know it's going to be a knock them out, drag them out brawl. The NFC East game's always super physical. Uh, Cam Curl had a great line, I believe it was on Wednesday, uh, when he was asked about, you know, how he feels about playing an NFC East game. He said, man, you know you played against the Eagles, the Giants, or the Cowboys because the next morning you wake up feeling like you got into a car crash, which is perfect. And that makes the hairs on my arm stand up because that's the type of football I love, and hopefully uh, Washington is able to come out and, and punch above their weight class, quite frankly, because on paper, like I mentioned, Philadelphia clearly the better football team right now. We'll get up to speed on Commanders and Eagles throughout the show. Coming up at 1245, David Harrison, the co-host of the Locked On Commanders podcast, is set to join us. He'll get us up to speed on the Commanders injury situation as we sit 48 hours out from Sunday. And at 2 o'clock, we'll get to scout the opponent, Brandon Lee Gouton, uh, he is the Eagles reporter for Bleeding Green. He's set to hop on with us as well and give us the latest on the birds as they get set to try to come in and invade FedEx Field. Yesterday with Doc, that was really one of our big talking points, was how was the fan base going to be represented this Sunday against Philly? The game against Jacksonville, uh, from based on everybody I've talked to that was at the game, really felt like a home field advantage. Now, since Washington didn't build off of their week one victory, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a little bit of a drop-off in the attendance on Sunday. Normally, your season openers are going to yield the best crowd. Normally, your season openers are going to be when you get most of your guys to come out and support. You're zero and zero. You have no expectations for the group. It was the first game of the Commanders. And now, one and one, You put up a stinker performance on Sunday against Detroit. I wouldn't blame the fans for not coming out. I'd say you're fair weather, but I still wouldn't be able to blame you. Now, I mentioned before we hit the break, the NFL is a game of matchups, right? And if Washington is going to have a puncher's chance Sunday against Philadelphia, there are a couple key matchups they got to win. First of all, it's this commander's defensive line versus this Eagles offensive line. Look, everybody knows we have the talent up front talking about guys like John Allen, Montez Sweat, Deron Payne. The talent is there up front. It's about them competing for 60 minutes at a time to give this team a chance to win. You got to stay disciplined in your gaps. Recreate the line of scrimmage. Our edge rushers must make Jalen Hurts play from within the pocket. He's deadly when he gets outside of the pocket. Now, I got some numbers here on Washington's premier pass rushers here that honestly gave me a little bit of confidence uh, about their chances Sunday against Philadelphia. Deron Payne, fourth in the National Football League 
in pass rush win rate among defensive tackles. His teammate, Jonathan Allen, ranks ninth. So we all knew going in, on paper, Washington has one of the best defensive interior uh, tandems in the National Football League. The numbers back it up as well. Obviously, John Allen, a wounded warrior right now, playing a little bit hurt. He's dealing with a groin injury. But Deron Payne has been playing like someone who's going into a contract year. And I fully expected this from Deron. But the matchup that they're going to have to go and deal with on Sunday, Jason Kelsey, one of the best centers in football, arguably the best center in football, has had Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne's number over the past few seasons. Landon Dickinson, that's going to be a guy that I think is going to be a part of this crucial matchup for Washington. Montez Sweat as well, I think he's going to have to have a huge game. He's fifth in the National Football League in run-stop win rate uh, among amongst the edge rushers. Now, to counter that, the Eagles fourth as a team in pass block win rate. So it's going to be a hell of a matchup on paper. But look, throw all the numbers out the window. Throw the records out the window. This is an NFC East battle. Nothing else matters except for the mindset that your team has going into Sunday. If you're Washington, you got to be playing like your backs are against the wall. Trust me. They hear the noise. They understand the scrutiny that they're under heading into this weekend. They understand the fact that they've severely underachieved through the first two weeks defensively. And I know we all want to harp on the Detroit loss. I'm even going back to Jacksonville in week one. Trevor Lawrence and company missed some easy layups, as I like to call them. Guys running wide open, Trevor Lawrence overthrows them, or guys just dropping the football. You cannot have a performance like you did in the first two weeks against Philadelphia, or you are going to get embarrassed at home. And we've all seen it happen with the Philadelphia Eagles here at home. They've come in here and kicked our ass multiple times throughout the years, and specifically in recent memory. I gave you the nugget at the top of the show. They've won eight out of the last 10 meetings against Washington. Washington has not beat Philadelphia dating all the way back to Ron Rivera's first season at the helm. That was Chase Young's breakout game. So we've now reached a point where if you're Washington, look, it's go time. It's your first game in division. You look like crap the first two weeks defensively. It's time for them to play a complete game. We haven't seen it yet, even in the W. They had their shortcomings defensively. For Washington, if they're going to be competitive, they got to play complementary football, and they need a little bit of juice from all three phases, offense, defense, and we-fence. Call special teams we-fence. Just how damn important it is. Ron Rivera actually went into detail during his Monday presser about some of the struggles that Washington has had returning kicks and punts. Look, if you want to beat a team like Philly, you have to be plus. When it comes to the special teams unit, you have to win every little battle. And that's what I'm trying to get to the bottom of here right now. I want to hear from you guys. Team 980 listener lines wide open, 301-230-0980. Which matchup does Washington have to win in order to have a chance at upsetting the Philadelphia Eagles this Sunday? I told you the defensive line versus the Eagles offensive line is going to be huge. You know some of the big names for Washington up front. Philadelphia, via pro football focus through the first two weeks, the best and highest graded offensive line in the National Football League. But we knew that about the Eagles coming in. We knew that was one of the best positional units in football. Damn just offensive lines. They are one of the best units 
in the entire National Football League, which is why they've had smashing success through the first two weeks. But if you're Washington, none of that should matter to you. If you're Washington, the only thing that should matter is the fact that you're at home playing in front of your home crowd. Go get a W. Go get a W. That's all that matters to me. I don't care how you do it. Go win. This is a statement game for both teams. Because I know there are people nationally that are feeling like Philadelphia maybe has gotten it easy the first two weeks. Maybe they feel like the Eagles haven't had that marquee win yet. I know a lot of people were expecting the Minnesota Vikings to be more competitive. And I think the game was a lot closer than the 24-7 to score reads. I truly do believe that. I do. But when you look at the matchups, and I'll bring up another one here that I think is huge. Our trio of wide receivers versus Philly's defensive backs. Against Minnesota, one of the best receiving cores in football with Justin Jefferson and Alan, and uh, Adam Thielen, excuse me. Philly played a ton of man coverage. And I think it's going to be key for Washington's wide receivers to show the ability to win on a consistent basis. Get the Eagles out of these man pressure looks. They blitzed the hell out of Kirk Cousins on Monday night. And we all know the formula that Detroit used against Washington this past Sunday. Carson Wentz went down five times, five times against the Detroit Lions. If Washington is going to have success against Philadelphia, they must be better up front. And I know a lot of people want to point to the offensive line for that. But, man, these receivers, talking about Dotson, McLaurin, Samuel, they got to win fast. Philly's going to roll out a ton of man coverage. They're going to blitz the hell out of Carson Wentz. The quick game stuff has got to be there. The only thing that disappointed me last week offensively from, from the standpoint of offensive coordinator Scott Turner, where was the quick game stuff? They were lethal with the quick game stuff against Jacksonville in week one, but it felt like in week two, we just didn't see a whole lot of it. You're already backed up deep in your own territory talking about the safety play. Evan Carson perform a five-step drop deep in your own territory. I need better from everybody, not just the players, the coaches as well. But like I said, and as I've been saying all week, I still am of the belief, the hell with the coaches call, man. I've always been of this belief. It doesn't matter what the coaches call. Scott Turner's not out there pass blocking. Jack Dorio's not out there blowing coverages. You must perform, no matter what the circumstances are. And this wide, like, like I mentioned, Washington's wide receivers versus Philly's DBs, I think that really is going to be one of the crucial matchups this week. We all know the success that Terry McLaurin has had against Darius Slay. But, man, the good teams in the National Football League are three corners deep. And I think for Philadelphia, they got that. They go out and make the trade for, for the kid. I'm blanking on the name right now. The kid out of New Orleans, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, I believe, is the name, if I'm not completely blanking here. But they added him in the last week of the preseason. And you can see the difference that it's made. From a defensive coordinator standpoint, you would love if you had three guys that could just line up and play man-to-man coverage. Because you know what that allows? That allows you to be exotic and creative with your, with your pressure packages. And I think thus far it's been that. It really has. I mean, look at the game this past Monday night against Minnesota. They gave that Vikings offensive line hell. There was no opportunity for Kirk Cousins and company to get into a rhythm. Look at the way they shut down the running game. Dalvin Cook is one of the best three backs or four backs in the whole entire sport. Yet, he only got six carries. You know why? <laughs> because Minnesota was like, the hell with this. Every time we try to run the ball, it gets stuffed. Why continue to do it? But look, you're going to have to. 
talking about Washington this weekend against Philadelphia. You have to make them respect your, your, your running game. If you can show some type of balance offensively, I think they'll be able to hang in. Washington offensively has got a pretty good group. It's just all about the individual matchups. I'm talking about the offensive line, and I'm talking about this commander's receiving core. I want to hear from you guys on this, though. Team 980 Lister lines wide open, 301-230-0980. You can get at me on Twitter and Instagram as well, N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Which matchup does Washington have to win in order to have a fighting chance at upsetting the Philadelphia Eagles this Sunday? I'll hear from you guys, and I'll give my, more of my takes next right here on the Team 980 in the Odyssey app. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Burgundy in gold today here on the Team 980 in the Odyssey app. Youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham, taking you up to 3 o'clock before we dish the rock to Craig Hoffman. Talking about key matchups right now in the Eagles and Commanders game this Sunday. What matchups must Washington win in order to have a chance at upsetting the Philadelphia Eagles this Sunday? I want to hear from you guys. Team 980 listener lines wide open. 301-230-0980. What matchups do you think are going to be crucial in order for Washington to upset Philly this Sunday? I gave you some of mine. It starts up front for me. Y'all know how I get down. Defensive line versus offensive line on both sides of the football. And then the pretty boys, I like to call them. The wide receivers. Terry, Jahan, Curtis. They got to continue their stellar play because they're going to see a lot of man coverage Sunday against Philadelphia. And I think if they can exploit that, Washington will indeed have a chance to upset the Eagles. Let's go to Lou, who wants to tap in. What's going on, Lou? What's up, big homie? How are you, man? Good, good. Um, I agree with you. I mean, the D-line got to step up, man. Also, the linebackers and the corners, man. I'm, I'm still baffled by, you know, what JDR said yesterday. He's fine with <laughs> Kendall B- Playing in the outside, I mean, I, I'm still like, I don't understand it. Like, this guy is too small, and he's not fast enough to, to cover one of these top, you know, receivers. So, but only makes sense if they put him in the inside, St. Juice on the outside, and um, you know, William Jackson the third in the outside as well. But 
we'll see what what's going to happen on Sunday, man. I, I, I like I say, man, I'm my concern is with the defense. I think the offense, you know, they're going to click. I mean, you know, they're playing at home, so they're going to have the home field advantage, even though you know Philly's going to come out here and support we hope, their team. We but, hope they're going to have the home field advantage, Lou. Yeah, but uh, no, no, like I said, man, I'm, my concern is with this defense, the linebacker, the corners, and. You know, if they don't shake up things and then, you know, put John Bostick. I mean, I don't understand why you signed him. Why is he taking a roster spot knowing that if he's not playing, why you just go out there and get somebody else that's, you know, that, 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 that could play? I mean, you got Blake Martinez out there. I don't know if he signed, but he's out there. So why not bring somebody? I mean, the, the fact that they are stubborn and, and to say that, you know, we, we're fine, we like, you know, we like what we see from our defense is just show you that they – they, they don't know what they're doing, man. But at we'll, all, we'll and that and that's really been been one of the main points for me. And I appreciate the call, Lou. That that is what's bothered me the most. It's the arrogance, and, I, and I've used the word arrogance to describe this coaching staff. They sat on their hands after last year, giving up the most passing touchdowns in the entire National Football League. You gave up thirty four passing touchdowns, yet you did nothing to address this defense. So honestly, like, and I'm not trying to keep going back to last week. I understand it's on to Philadelphia. We got 15 more games left. But what I saw last weekend against Detroit, it makes no damn sense. There is no excuse for it. Are we surprised by the results we're getting? I mean, seriously, how can you be surprised at the little defensive output that we've gotten? How can you be surprised at how poor this unit has performed based on their lack of moves this offseason? What, were guys supposed to get that much better? I know what it was, though, and we all know what it was. This front office, this coaching staff, was banking on last year being a fluke. That's, that's what, it is what it is. The Green Bay game on. So you're talking about that 24-10 loss against Green Bay all the way up until really the, the last win of the season against Vegas. When you're on that four-game winning streak, they're banking that that version of the defense was going to return this year. Newsflash, Jack Dorion and company, it's not. It's not. And look, yes, they were stellar last year during that stretch. But, man, that's only a five-game sample size. You played 17 games. You're going to forget about that stretch of ball? That's why it's so frustrating, man. The linebacker situation makes no sense. And Lou hit on it, man. If you're going to sign John Bostic, please play the man. Please. I want to hear from you guys, though. Team 980 listener lines wide open, 301 230 0980. Which matchup must Washington win on Sunday in order to have a chance at upsetting the Eagles? Let's go to Rod, who's a Landover, wants to tap in. What's going on, Rod? Hey, hey, what's up, Rod? Um, <laughs> man, I don't think much going to change. I mean, the coaching staff and the players, hey, I, I, I don't think a change going to happen, at least not this week. But but I think, um, I mean, they got to win. They got to win a lot of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, which – I mean, the, the Eagles got one of the best offensive line, line in the league with a good running game. And, 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 and what I'm still, you know, I think last week in Detroit, I think Detroit was missing a few offensive linemen. Three of them. You know, and, and three of them. And we were still having problems with their running game and getting to the quarterback. So I don't expect them to do much with the uh, Eagles offensive line, our defensive line. To me, they get on blocks and they never get off of them. It's rare you see us make plays in the backfield. People do it to us, but we we tend not to do it to them. We always in second and nine or second and ten, second and eleven. But our defense teams are always second and four, second and three. 
you know, so I, I, I expect that to happen again this week. Then, you know, when it comes to us having the ball, I mean, Fletcher Cox, he's coming up the middle. We all yep. we have problems with him every time we play them. You know, um, I don't think that's going to change. <laughs> um, they got a rookie on the other side of the ball, and it seemed like we had problems blocking rookies. The first <laughs> game, the rookie tore us up. The second game, the rookie tore us up. And Philly got a rookie over there. I expect him to do the same thing. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I appreciate the call, call, Rod. The, the, the thing that, that Rod hit on that, that I'm going to double down on here, why don't we make more tackles for loss? That is a tall tale sign of having an elite defensive line. And if you go back to last season, through 17 games a year ago, Washington ranked 25th in the National Football League in tackles for loss. Isn't this supposed to be one of the best units in football? I am so tired of us gassing up this commander's defensive line. Go show me something. We haven't seen dominant play out of this defensive line since 2020 when Ron first got here. Show me more. I'm done giving out flowers for guys who don't deserve it. I'm done giving out praise for guys who don't deserve it. Right now, though, I want to find out what is the matchup Washington must win in order to have a chance at upsetting the Eagles. Team 980 listener lines, wide open, 301-230-0980. Let's go to Lap who wants to tap in. Lap, you think Carson Wentz is a big part of this equation Sunday? Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Um, he got to feel fired up, man, especially the way he lost last week. And then this is his former team, man. He better put up six touchdowns, man. The defense better play wild and out, man. They better be ready to play. And if guys ain't doing their job, man, sit them down, put some other guys in. But Ron got to make the playoffs, bro. He don't make the playoffs, I'm done, because I'm, I'm tired of hearing his press conferences, <laughs> all the stuff he's saying, same thing over and over. You know how it was with – Scott Brooks and uh, Jake Rudin, man. The same old, same old. Every press conference. Nobody want to hear that crap, man. We need to start winning some football. So we'll see, man. But I'm excited about the offense. That's the plus. Yeah, I appreciate the call, man. Look, there's reason to be excited uh, about this commander's offense. Carson Wentz and company are doing their job. Outside of that first half against Detroit, and then that lull that they went on at the end of the third quarter and the start of the fourth quarter against Jacksonville. It's been a high-octane unit. I gave the Nugget... Uh, earlier today on the Kevin Sheehan show, Washington is sixth in the National Football League in explosive plays. And I'm not talking about explosive plays given up, <laughs> which they also are very bad at. But Washington, one of the most explosive offenses in football thus far, and Carson Wentz uh, definitely has a big, big reason uh, to, do for, to do with that. Peter in North Carolina wants to tap in. And Peter, you bring up an interesting name. J.D. McKissick has not been used that frequently through the first two weeks. Yeah, he, he's a key to me. Uh, I mean, you got to use him as a relief guy. He's got to be the guy. And not only that, that's a guy that is very, very slippery, as we all know. And he, he's the key to me. And I, if they can get the ball to him and uh, keep these guys, you know, moving around, running after him and wear him out a little bit, then maybe try to hit the deep deep stuff. To some, we've got some great receivers, you know. And the thing about the, the commander's team is, is I've watched a lot of games from other teams and other teams are, are, are blowing coverages, a lot of them. It's just not – I mean, some of the good top team teams are pretty good at it, but it's been, uh, you know, a lot of good quarterbacks are throwing interceptions, so we're not by ourselves in that way. Even though we should, we got to be better. We all know that. The thing about Philadelphia is, is if you can punch them in the mouth and not 
and get a little lead on them. Get a score first and, and, and you know, quiet this group down over there. You know, tell them, hey, look, the, the, the commanders are here to stay. You know, we're going we're gonna to punch you in the mouth. Play some tough, hard-nosed football. To me, that's the key to football. It's all about want. You know, you, you got this talent. You got the people. It's all about want. And you're right about something. You know, this team is cheap in a way. You know, the, the front office. You know, you got rid of uh, Settle and, and Ionitis. And those guys, with that whole group, that made us a great defensive unit. Without them, we're not great because we're not deep. And these guys get wore out. So, yeah, McKissick is the key to me. And, you know, Carson Wentz, I'm happy with Carson Wentz. You can't expect anything better. When's the last time we've thrown for uh, seven touchdowns in two games? I mean, yeah, <laughs> tell me about that. Yeah, I appreciate so the call, thanks. Peter. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he makes some astute points there. I, I agree. And, and I've said this all offseason, man. It doesn't make any sense as to why this team refused to go out and add any talent defensively. It doesn't make any sense. It's not like this defense was world beaters last year. And they were so bad at certain spots that it's like, how can you move forward with the same guys? It makes no sense to me. It's infuriating. Every time I talk about it, it's like I get blue in the face. This is what I've talked about all offseason long. And the thing and excuse that they tried to use was the fact that, oh, well, we signed Carson Wentz. We, 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 we traded for Wentz and we inherited that $28 million salary. That shouldn't have stopped you from doing anything. You still have the 10th most cap space in the National Football League. I see guys, veterans, going out and working with other teams on, on the transaction wire all the time. Why is Washington not working anybody out? Is our 53 that damn good? Is our practice squad that damn good that you can't afford to take a look at some other guys? I know it's two games in. I understand that. But when are you going to say, hey, look, man, maybe this thing isn't working. Maybe this thing needs some, needs some adjustment. And I don't even agree with what I just said. It's not just two games, all right? Because this dates back to preseason and last regular season. The definition of insanity. Doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. And right now, that's where Washington's at. I want to hear from you guys, though. Team 980 listener lines wide open, 301-230-0980. Which matchup must Washington win in order to have a chance at upsetting Philly this Sunday? Let's go to Toothpick. Who wants to tap in? What's going on, Pick? Hey, what's up, Danielle? Hey, youngest and Chargers movement. I love it. I love it. Listen, Appreciate it, man. First off, the the most the matchup that we need to win, it's a must win for us. It's definitely the time of possession. Yeah, we can keep that offense on. We can keep that offense on the sideline, but we got to go back to that four game winning streak last week. And these running backs, they should all hydrate, right? They should all be hydrated. Come Sunday, we need to go through all three active running backs and make them put eight people in the box so we can exploit their secondary and test them safeties, man. But time of possession is the one battle that we must win without a doubt, keep their offense on the sideline. Thanks for taking my call, Neil. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Tupac hits it right on the head, and I don't even think I've mentioned that. Time of possession is going to be key. It really is. That and getting out to a fast start. But on the time of possession thing, I, I completely agree with that. The longer you can keep this defense rested, the better they're going to be. That's why I do give, look, I know last week's defensive performance was not good, but I think it was more of the combination of them not playing complimentary football along with them missing assignments that they shouldn't miss. 
Straight up. Defensively last week, they started out guns a-blazing. Jamin Davis gets a sack on the first drive. You're able to force a couple three and outs. Offensively, it's key that this group gets out to a fast start because we haven't seen the Philadelphia Eagles play from behind yet. And Jalen Hurts has got to prove that to me. we got to take a quick timeout. When we come back, we're slated to have David Harrison, co-host of the Locked On Commanders podcast. He's out at Ashburn right now. Head coach Ron Rivera is actually speaking to the local media. So hopefully we get up to speed on everything he said, plus get an update on the injury situation for Washington heading into Sunday's game against Philadelphia. Lanell Willingham here with you on Burgundy and Gold today right here on the Team 980 in the Odyssey app. Team 980 in the Odyssey app. Linnell Willingham here with you on Burgundy in Gold today. The best, and I truly do mean the best, Washington Commanders coverage in town. I don't even want to say in town. In the nation. In the nation. Got expert analysis, fan reaction, and the biggest names in Burgundy in Gold history. Weekdays 12 to 3 here on the Team 980 in the Odyssey app. We were talking about key matchups for Washington heading in uh, to this week three game against Philadelphia. And I just read an interesting nugget via our friend John Kime, who covers the team for ESPN. Great nugget here from Kime. He said last year in Washington's second game against Philadelphia, not the first one where everyone had COVID, the second game, Washington defensively rushed with four guys on 15 of 27 pass attempts. On those pass attempts, where they only sent four, Hurts 11 of 15, 125 yards. When they rushed five or more, Hurts 5 of 10, 77 yards in a sack, and they pressured them on seven of those attempts. So for Washington, it's going to be key that they got to be aggressive. And I think a lot of people have been frustrated uh, with the lack of aggression from defensive coordinator Jack Rio throughout the first two weeks. It really felt like week one, Against Jacksonville, he was far, far more aggressive. You saw some of the exotic blitz packages. You saw Benjamin St. Juice being blitzed off the edge. You saw William Jackson III get sent off the edge. Washington's going to have to be uber-aggressive defensively against Philadelphia because with the RPO offense, timing is a big part of it. If you can muck up the mesh point and the timing uh, of that Eagles offense, you give yourself a chance. But like I mentioned, getting out to a fast start is probably – Washington's best way to to come out and win the game Sunday. Straight up. We know offensively what this group can be. Carson Wentz has been one of the best quarterbacks in football through the first two weeks. I need that performance to be heightened. I need even more from Carson Wentz in this offense. And it's crazy. He's putting up these numbers. And pretty much, you know, they were awful in the first half against Detroit. Yet, He still goes out and throws three touchdowns. He still goes out and throws for 337 yards. So Washington has something offensively that they hadn't had in a long time. The ability to manufacture big plays pretty much whenever they want to. And I gave the nugget earlier. I believe it was via Jeff Mosher 
I believe is who who put out the tweet late last night. Marcus Mosher, excuse me, who he, he charted the most big plays through the first two weeks of the National Football League. Washington comes in ranked seventh, but they lead the National Football League in big time passing plays. That's passes of twenty yards or more. They've got ten on the season. That's more than any other team in the National Football League. So Washington has shown, granted, against Detroit's defense and against Jacksonville's defense, that they have the ability to manufacture big plays when they need to, especially in that Jacksonville game. Exactly when they needed to come out and move the football, they did it. The consistency uh, is what I think Washington needs to find right now. And I think they have the opportunity against Philly to do that. Look, Philly has been pretty good defensively. We all know the personnel that they have. They're 26th in the NFL, though, in run-stop rate, which is interesting. It's an analytic number provided by ESPN. It was the same folks who gave us the pass rush run weight and the the run-stopping win rate. Philly, if you stay committed to the running game, you can gash them. Now, I mentioned earlier against the Minnesota Vikings, Dalvin Cook only gets six carries. That can't happen for Washington. They must stay committed to the running game no matter what or else it allows defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon to dial up these exotic blitz packages. And we all saw the way Washington handled the pressure last week. Carson Wentz goes down five times. He was under duress a hell of a lot more than that. But more about this Eagles rushing defense. DeAndre Swift went buck wild week one, 15 carries, a buck 44, including a 50-yard scamper. But, man, it just lets you know, like, you can hit on some big plays in the running game against Philadelphia – It's about whether or not Washington's interior defensive line can have their way with guys like Fletcher Cox and Jordan Davis. I think it's huge. We mentioned uh, the matchup of the commander's defensive line versus the Eagles' offensive line. I think it's just as big of a matchup on the other side of the football. If Washington can manufacture some sort of running attack, it opens up the play-action passing game where Washington had uber success in week one against Jacksonville. They did. Where Washington will get in trouble, though, is if they start to tip their hand to Philadelphia defensively and you lose your balance offensively. Obviously, it would help if you're able to have Brian Robinson. And based off of what Ron Rivera said today, uh, he's closer than we might you know, all have been expecting to a return. Uh, the surgeon who performed the surgery on his, uh, on his leg, Dr. James Andrews, is going to come and come by the facility and check out guys who are on IR right now, i.e. Chase Young, i.e. Brian Robinson, John Toth. So we'll get more of an update early next week on whether or not Brian Robinson is going to be available anytime soon. But, man, they sure as hell could use him right now. And it's not a knock on Antonio Gibson. I just think it takes away from some of what Scott Turner wants to do offensively, you know, not having Brian Robinson because you're having to rely on Antonio Gibson uh, more as a running back. And I, and I think in order for Washington to do what they want to do offensively, look, you need more production on first and second down running the football. Straight up. Now, the formula that, that, that they came out with against Jacksonville, coming out throwing the ball on early downs, I'd like to see them replicate that this week against Philadelphia. We didn't really see it Sunday against Detroit, and I was baffled by it. The quick passing game that we saw against Jacksonville, was non-existent against Detroit. So if you're Washington, man, go back to your roots. Go back to what helped you get your first win of the season against Jacksonville. You got to air the thing out. 
And I know I've talked about them being balanced, but sometimes, man, and what Scott Turner did a great job of uh, in week one is finding different ways to run the football. Because, look, short passes are equivalent to running the football, in my opinion. In today's NFL, in 2022, you can manufacture a running game so many different ways. And the fact that Washington has so many speedy guys at the skill position spots, McKissick, Gibson, McLaurin, Dotson, Samuel, utilize those guys. I felt like last week, you know, Washington wasn't as good as they were in the first week as spreading the football. Ball distribution is key. So, so key. So if you're Washington, right now I feel like the key matchups exist up front on both the offensive line and the defensive line in the balance. If you can not be one-dimensional, if you can take Philadelphia out of some of their pressure looks, you're going to be able to have some success here. You truly are. we got to take a quick timeout. When we come back, David Harrison's ready for us. Co-host of the Locked On Commanders podcast is set to join us. He's out in Ashburn right now, boots on the ground. They just got finished with Ron Rivera's media availability. We'll find out who's in and who's out Sunday for Washington against Philly. This is Burgundy and Gold today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.